There are lots of things you can spend your tax refund on, but one thing you don't have to spend it on? A new smartphone. Switch to MetroPCS now and get not one, but two free 4G LTE smartphones for brands like Samsung and LG. Plus, you're on T-Mobile's blazing fast nationwide 4G LTE network. Hurry, switch to MetroPCS and get two free smartphones after instant rebate. One heck of a deal, only at MetroPCS. Limited time offer. Sales tax not included in phone price. Coverage and services not available everywhere. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Okay. No soup for you. You have been chopped. Fuck off you, fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shit. I like gas. Bam, bam. Very serious. Difficulties once again here. Um, what's going on? Welcome to Chewing the Fat with Sick and PC. Um, we're just waiting on some. I know you can hear us. Joe, you won't be able to hear us right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got some technical difficulties to the show. I mean, we can't really hear on our head. Out live. And I hope so. I wish somebody would let us know if we can actually. Right now, we got a bunch of guests today, and uh, we really can't be, uh, you know, doing this kind of crap anymore. <clears throat> so, um, what's up there, Clemmy? Sonny Cruz is on the line. Uh, I, I doubt we can hear Sonny. Sonny, we can't hear you, so why don't you go into the chat room and uh, let us know if you can hear us and what's going on. Yeah, you keep talking, Clem. I'm going to try to get these uh, headphones. I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Right. Well, I really don't know what to say, but uh, you know, we got a couple of guests. We got uh, Chef Seth Taylor from season the season of Hell's Kitchen. We um, got uh, Joe Marks sitting right here from the Smoking Fist. Yeah. All right. And uh, we got cousin Chris coming in to review the uh, Chef movie coming in. Yeah. So you have you went to see that too? I'm the only I'm yeah, barely, yeah. Barely the only chef that hasn't seen the Chef movie yet. Great movie. Great movie. But uh, you know what? We are gonna take. I am gonna play a little something so we can figure this out. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let's 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 do a little song and we'll come back in a few minutes and uh we'll get back to our show. We'll play anything. Let's right. get a little rock and roll.
But anyway, welcome to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Uh, I'm uh, Chef Rob Burmeister, the culinary renegade, and Big, and with uh, with me always is... Uh, and I'm just Beefy, Chef Clemenza. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was saying, we got Joe Marks here from Smoking Pit uh, Barbecue in the studio, good friend of mine, and uh, you know, we're always battling it out at the Chili and Barbecue Contest, but you know, those are kind of getting... You know, too expensive, so, yeah, we're, we're kind of laying off on some of those, but uh, welcome to the show to hit you. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, he was just giggling the whole time while we were bumping <laughs> into each other trying to get no this more. like... What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, Clem said we got uh, Beth Taylor from Hell's Kitchen 12 going to call in. We got Cuz Chris Showland is going to come in in a little while. We're going to review uh, the Chef movie. And, Very cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, what's going on there, Clem? How was your week? My week was uh, a little productive. Got a couple of things done. A lot of doctor's appointments, you know. Uh, Take cool. care of some stuff. And uh, it's another crazy day tomorrow, you know. But uh, you got to do it, man. You're getting old. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, Take care of the eyes. I got to go get new glasses again, you know. Just get the CBS cheap. I'm telling you, I can't see a friggin' thing. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I saw a chef. Wednesday night, went over to Brooklyn uh, with my buddy Terry. Apparently, that's that. the only bootleg movie that the Chinese guy doesn't have. Because yeah. he had every other freaking movie but Chef. Right. Well, the problem is, it was only airing in New York and California, and then they just started spitting it out into little theaters and everything. All right. But uh, a great movie. It shows, you know, the life of a chef basically in the beginning in a high end restaurant. He gets burnt out, he flips out. And then starts working on a food truck. My dream, So kind of like Cal Al, I Yeah. And right. uh, what else did I do? Uh, went to uh, our other former guest, Flagship Brewery. I went yeah, down right. there Saturday night, uh, check it out. Uh, pretty cool. 
I mean, you walk in, they got all the shirts they're selling and everything, and they got a stage but last behind it where you can get, you can watch all of the beer being made, but then they have live entertainment. You pay your buddy's chips to buy your beer, and they have three of the beers that they're making. So Very cool. Then I went down to uh, AC for uh, Mary's cousin's birthday. You're just like shit, you all over the place. Yeah. It was like a frat. It was like a goddamn. I felt like it was back down the shore. It was one room and three couples sitting in it. I was like, "Am I 43?" But we went out to eat at this good place. I was. It was great until I leaned over and, you know, as always, it happens to me. We went to this Italian place in the Borgata, and Mary had this crab cannelloni. Popsicle Day. Yeah. 
which kind of sucks because Joe's here, and tomorrow's national holiday is National Brisket Day. But he makes a mean freaking oh, yeah. brisket, let me tell you. Nice, slow and low. I don't know whether I want a popsicle or a brisket. I put the brisket in the brisket. Yeah. Well, how about making a nice barbecue sauce with a melted great popsicle? popsicle yeah, or a little, or something like a little that. popsicle reduction. Yeah. All right. And, uh, all right, well, while we're on sugary things, they came out with a list of yogurts that has more sugar than a Twinkie. Now, all these I people. I think anything had more sugar than a Twinkie. Twinkie only has nine grand, 19 grams of sugar. And you're only supposed to have 35 in a day. You mean like three of those things, like you're all jerked up and ready to go. Yeah, well, eat three of these yogurts. Because people sit there and they, you know, they're eating, they think they're eating healthy. You know, oh, I have like a yogurt or you have two yogurts. Yeah, but you got to watch with that fruit on the bottom. And then, right. uh, well, you'll play original strawberry. How many calories? Doesn't say how many calories. How many grams? 26 grams of sugar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Do you yeah. have any idea what 20? That's almost like an ounce of blow. <laughs> yeah. 28 from 20? Yeah. Well, we that's got crazy. Sand and fruit on the bottom. Blueberry has 24 grams. We got Sony Smooth and Creamy has 29 grams of sugar. 29 grams of sugar. I never heard but, of right, this I, one. Brown cow. I've heard of brown cow, enough. actually. But now, go back to the 29 grams of sugar. Now, how many ounce container is that? And, and did it tell you how many ounces? Like a six ounce, an eight yeah. ounce container? And it's it 29 grams of sugar per eight ounce, per eight ounce container. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. <laughs> Who would think you say, hey, you're better off eating a Twinkie than that cup of yogurt? Yeah, well, it's 25 grams of sugar brown cow. It's only a six-ounce container. Sure. Now, now we have Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, drop a, a load in a short Activia. They have um, 19 grams of sugar for 4.4-ounce containers. Crazy. So that's actually 19 and 19 is 38. So in an eight ounce container, which is the normal size, yeah, yogurt, no wonder you get 38 no grams of sugar. Well, speaking of Jamie, uh, are you done with the yogurt story? Yeah, 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 I'm done. Well, we got the, the top 10 richest chefs in America, and I'm shocked at the number one. I thought all along it was Gordon Ramsay. Now, if you had a guess, and I know you know, maybe you can guess. I always thought it was in, like, Wolfgang Puck. Well, are you talking yeah, about a celebrity chef? A celebrity, celebrity chef. chef. Or are you talking about a chef who made money in the business? Yeah, top celebrity chef. Yeah, who like do you think? Yeah, celebrity chef. Bob, uh, Bobby Flay. Not even close. Really? Jamie Oliver is at number one really? with $400 million. He's got nothing. I don't think from what the Food Network. I mean, what is he got? He's got to have some. Uh, he I mean, must have some company I or think something. Lagasse had a little chance to be uh, well. He's up there. You know, now year, at number two, number two, you got Gordon Ramsay at eighty million. Really? Now there's your Wolfgang Schmuck. I mean, Puck at number three. Look at the picture they have up. It looks like yeah. like he's in a. Okay. I actually like Wolfgang Puck. I used to call him Wolfgang Schmuck. What's the name of Wolfgang? Okay. <laughs> now you got Rachel Ray at sixty million coming oh, in yeah, at number four. Yeah, by the way, she's opens uh, Prodigy. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now right she's not making more. Exactly. Now here's the one that really the, the next one I can understand is, is <laughs> Emerald. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. Yeah. Is uh, Emerald coming in at number five? But here's the one that really shocks the shit out of me. Ina Garden. Yeah. The uh, what do they call her? The um, come on, what's the, the show? Hag? No, yeah, come on, what's the name of the Barefoot Contessa? Rocking it in at $40 million. She looks like, like uh, if Lindsay Lohan got stung by a, a nest of wasps 
Mario Batali at, at number eight at 25 right. million. Tom Colicchio, rocking number nine. I was going to say that. Guy Fieri. And Bobby Flay. That is going to be a little old That's according yeah, to this yeah. news, but Bobby Flay rocking at 16 million. And then Jada. You got Jada up there. Yeah. Now, who knows how, you know, this is according to this website. I think things may be a little bit off. Yeah, I think but a Bobby lot of it Flay, is all just endorsements. Yeah. You know, Jamie Oliver, plus, not to mention, he has that giant fucking nonprofit going on. He's yeah, not doing that for free. No. no. He's got to no. be doing something. Else. I mean, you're talking about Rachel Ray who has a show, like a major network. She has like three shows. Yeah. So and I don't even see any of his shows. I remember he had that little one in like a backyard or something yeah. like that. That was actually a cool show, though. I used to like it. Yeah. But it's definitely. But he had three canceled shows, by the way. He came on Food Network and he got canceled. I thought he had no cigarettes. I thought we were going to not smoke in here anymore. This is the only place cigarettes. cigarettes. I would have bought beers and cigars if you were telling me we can do this. Yeah, you can do anything you want. Right. Well, want cigarettes. <laughs> See if they're really good. Eddie Campbell. Yeah, I, I was looking for the driest one in my car. If I had right. found one under the seat for three years, I would have smoked it. All right, well, we got a phone call here. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, guys, how was your holiday? It's Peter from Florida. I haven't smoked hey, in a couple of weeks. Do you remember who I am? You guys, yeah, I was very, you know, I had the confirmation. My son made confirmation two weeks ago. Then last I know, week I was just. I told you to call in. And um, yeah. before, before we get into anything, I got to mention one little tidbit here. Um, I got a buddy of mine that's looking for a sponsor for our Little League baseball team. For you sure Little League. So if any restaurants or anybody out there wants to sponsor, have your name put on the jersey. And I'm supposed to out, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just get to me on, get to me on Facebook or, yeah. or, or yeah. call in the show, but, uh, you know, let's try to help these kids out, man. They need a sponsor. Yeah. So, Is there a uh, PayPal please. available or something like that? We could do it via uh, email and Yeah, if you PayPal want to help out, get, get to me on Facebook, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you her information. You can go over everything with us. Yeah, freestyle rapping uh, Florida Pete. That's as good as it's not going to fit on the Strictly grilling and chilling, you know what I'm saying? Baking it all, making yeah. it happen out here. So, in Pete, the, in, in the Florida studio game. right now, we got a buddy of ours, uh, Joe Moss. He owns uh, the Smoking Pit Barbecue here on uh, Staten Island. Why don't you say what's up to him? Oh, Joe, how you doing? You opened up a pit on Staten Island. That's one of the yeah. best things that they have probably ever had done, to, you know, Barbecue is a major part of the South. I got a pit boss that's right down the block. People are so passionate yep. about that sort of food. And I, I'm amazed that you got the permit to do it. You have an open pit inside the, inside the building? Uh, I thought yet. that wasn't uh, even possible in New York. Not yet, no, you're but you've got to do it. Not a lot. No, I don't have an open pit like you guys are. You, know, you can't do anything in New York. You do yeah, and down South, they got freaking barbecues right in the middle of the restaurant. It's, in, it's like right. the Wild West out here when it comes to that. But I hope, you get, I hope you get whatever you need to accomplish that, even if you have yeah. to do it outdoors. and bring. I don't know how that you could do it as far as, you know, code is concerned, and you have to be, you know, of course, uh, conscientious of that. But, um... Well, when you do Good catering, luck. when you do catering outside events, you can take any. You can, I have, I do have a mobile barbecue pit that I throw wood fired, and you can do whatever you want on that. So when you have a building, right. a restaurant, you have to have uh, gas fired, like a southern right. fried rotisserie one. Is usually the, the number one, you know, smoker in the market today. That's what right. I'm going to go for in the restaurant. But when we do the outdoor events, I bring, I bring the, uh, you know, the, the, the old fashioned offset, you know, wood fired pit smokers. Do you do that thing in old uh, old town? Um, not old town, in old Richmond town when they when they have the barbecue event and everything? Yeah, we've been doing it from the beginning since they were there. 
Anthony Valois, do you know who he is? He's on Staten Island. He's a big barbecue kid. Heavy set. He has the Escalade. He has a big rig that attaches to that. He's in all of those things. Good friend of yeah. mine. I, you know what? You meet so many people when you when you're doing these things. You know, yeah. you, you the first names. I mean, I, I I haven't really met. You know, I don't really recall him. But I think he won the, for ribs. You know, they give you the toilet seat over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. They don't give you. They give you a ribbon. That's what they do over here. They don't give you Is ribbon. it okay? He won one with a toilet seat. I don't. I don't know. It was. It was a barbecue yeah. contest. Yeah, no, it was not. That, that sounds like a flush. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like shit, right? I don't. I, I, I someone to hand me a toilet bowl after I, after I thought I won something. It's like telling you, yeah, you know, go fuck yourself, bitch. <laughs> but listen, that is a great thing. I love ribs. I made them on the. I made them over charcoal yesterday. They, Slow and low, man. Ribs were great. Slow and low is the way to go. Yeah. Slow and low. Slow and low and offset the heat. You know, I have no barbecue. I got my own barbecue built. That I built it out of a shopping cart. Now, let me you ask know, you a question, Pete. The, 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 yeah. How do you feel about rice? <laughs> I don't know about, about started. About who? Rice. Rice. Don't get me started. Let me tell you. Ever since that show, I've been really scrutinizing everybody's rice. Now, I went and made rice balls after that. I'll tell you the truth. There's so many different ways to make rice. The rice balls, I go right back to the old world, the grandma style. With, you make it like macaroni, believe it or not. And you test it. And you taste it. As it's perfect for you, you just pull it out of the water right into the school of Boston. You strain it. But the, the Spanish way, you keep wait, it in wait, the... Wait. For, those, for those of you that don't know what school of Boston is, strain. School of Boston. It's right next to the, uh, the Mapin. Exactly. But... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I, you know, I'm kind of like easing back on my wife because every time now she takes the rice out, she looks at me and she, she's concerned that yeah, I might explode. That last show, holy shit! Uh, and, uh, the, the, yeah, we just got another guest in the studio. It's uh, cousin Chris, uh, my cousin. We uh, went to see that chef movie with John Favreau. So he's coming in uh-huh. here. We're going to do a little review on it later. you got to see that movie, bro. It's a good movie. Is it real? Yeah. Actual chef making it in the world? I love that. I love that. That's a great story. Yeah. I tell you, chefs are the hardest working people, and all they do is bring love to you. They really deserve a lot more credit, you know, even on the big screen. I think it's very interesting. And being how cooking shows have become so popular – that was definitely going to be the way to go. I, I pretty much called this back in the day. Well, barbecue my ham hocks. That was definitely the way to go. I've been watching this Sister Frugal Gourmet. Do you remember him? I made you peace. And then he got arrested because uh, some kid tried yeah, to Yeah, he had to hand out some kids' parents. Yeah, that's what that's what he's credited. Fun fact was wrong that you know it had to it's, it's funny you said that as I put my glass of wine on. On the BB Speaking of cooking shows, we had the premiere Master Chef last night. Anybody watch that? No, I got it. I recorded. Yeah, I actually watched it. It was pretty good. They changed it now. You don't see them going in one by one to get the apron. They they have their top thirty already picked in the kitchen, and uh, they go down to twenty-two people. But it was uh, pretty good again, man. Did you see what's name? Grand Elliot. What's name? Elliot. uh, Yeah, he lost a shit ton of weight. I don't know if I like him skinny. He looks kind of weird. Freaks me out. I think he looks better fat. His wife likes him skinny. I thought at first it was Jared from Subway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, the dude lost a lot of weight, man. They're all losing weight, man. What's his name? 
and one that was eating all the shit on um, what the hell's his name? Adam Gold. Adam, Adam, Adam Gold. You see how skinny he is? That son of a gun. Yeah. What is he? He's advertising for Walmart now. Yeah, I know. He's you on know, Walmart yeah, shows for meat. He's got a he's got a meat thing. Yeah, so, he gotta be, uh, I guess it eventually will be us, right? Eventually we'll lose weight here in this room. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gained 12 pounds just by looking at you. You're kidding yeah. me? I just walk up a flight of stairs. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> That's my cardio for the day. I'm out of breath taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard you clogged falling on your feet. Manly man. So anyway, I mean, definitely. I got a quick little news. I don't know if you heard about it, Pete and guys. I mean, a buddy of mine talked about it on his last show, but uh, a woman that, did you see the woman that got herpes from eating a McChicken sandwich? Yeah. From McDonald's. Really? There was, she thought it was mayo on the side. I'm not even lying. So she licked it up and said, I had, there was a familiar taste to it. It doesn't taste like mayo. And then she goes, and you know, I always take care of my boyfriend on my anniversaries and stuff, and that's what came to my mind. And then she got herpes. Some guy had uh, special sauce. Let it so, yeah, speaking what? of, Is this really speaking a of yogurt with high sugar content. Wow. Yeah. And then that was another woman. Would you read this in the onion? What a jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> so, special sauce. <laughs> throw rubber on it. Yeah, so wow. apparently now there's another woman through McDonald's because she ate a breakfast burrito. And there was a foreign object in it, but she won't say what it was. It was a Mexican in the kitchen. Yeah, it's a turd, I think. Did you hear about Staten Island, the town that I'm living in? Spring Hill. They got the first racist Arby's out here. Now, I don't know if it's a hoax. It's been all over the Internet. They're telling me that there was a loophole where they got it to be an all-white Arby's. Check it out. It's on Facebook. It's probably on my wife's page. I tried to... But now they're saying it possibly is a hoax. But could that be? And why would even people fool like that? Yeah, well, maybe they're serving pork. It's all white meat. That's all they want to be able to sit down and eat their roast beef with the melted cheese and peas, they're saying. This is... It's got to be a hoax or one that'll be open maybe for about three days before it gets... Exactly. One of these guys like Jay-Z comes by the whole block (laughs) and hides it like they did with the Little Rascals. You hear that, Pete? Actually, uh, Cousin Chris just said that uh, Donald Sterling is opening up a chain of those. What are you drinking? <laughs> what do you got? A little something for you. Ooh, all right. We got some new... Uh, they got their own show and their own drinks going on over there. Chris has got his own movie away from the family. I had to bring some leftovers. Whoa! Oh, 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 I didn't make sick. anything special. We could have a little spicy. Where did you get that at Arby's? Special sauce on there. It looks like an anything but turning box at a competition. <laughs> well, Chris gave me a picture. He said, I'll be there a little bit late. And he shot me a nice picture of some kick-ass-looking right London broil with some grilled asparagus. And, and you got to get rid of the leftovers from the, the holiday weekend, you know? That's what today was all about. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so in a little while, we're going to have Beth calling up from... Uh, this season, how kitchen is? Well, nice Louisiana girl. We can do some, uh, you know, compare some barbecue with her. I mean, uh, how's that Louisiana barbecue compared to uh, yeah, well, what my man Joe makes? I do it all. Listen, I don't just do the barbecue. No, I, mean, no, I, was, no. I started off in the tiny trap. I, I just fell in love with the, uh, 
with the whole barbecue thing. Because, well, I mean, who doesn't love barbecue? Yeah, you know what? I was in culinary school. It was looked down upon. It doesn't even yeah. exist in, in the culinary world, you know? Hell, you ever, did you ever think that it, everyone would be eating sliders, barbecue, and mac and cheese so. now? A couple years ago, a couple years ago, I was maybe, like, maybe five or six years ago. You know, I asked her to do a pig roast. That's, I thought I, I had nowhere to go. I, I had to go on the internet, and I went down south. My, you know, my parents moved to Pennsylvania. I went down there to look for the, the old way you could rent the pig roast. So once I did my first pig roast, I just fell in love with the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't you get until, everyone involved, too. Yeah, it's awesome. And it wasn't until, like, all these food shows came on with, like, the barbecue pit mates. That's what really set the whole yeah. thing on fire. Oh, yeah. But then once I went down, I bought, I bought the equipment. I, I, I met a guy who was uh, in Philadelphia, and he showed me everything that he was doing, and I just fell in love with it. And I've been studying it ever since. Nice. My favorite thing about barbecue and like big like that is the mop and the barbecue yeah. sauce. When I found out the, the Carolina style with the vinegar and mm-hmm. the pepper, the I, mop, I, I, yeah. was, I was so excited. I was, I was saying, yeah. People don't know, but this is the right way to do it. Yeah, I mean, everybody thinks, thinks you're like going to go get a... Yeah, that vinegary sauce, but I'll tell you. You're going to marinate a rack of ribs and, and barbecue sauce and throw it in the oven. That's barbecue. Oh. Yeah, yeah. true. You can do it. There's so many other things that you can barbecue too. Yeah. Well, you besides, said, besides, you a can... smoker is a cooking sauce. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a heat sauce. You can, if you, if you know how to cook anything other than brisket, ribs, pulled pork, and chicken out of this thing. I mean, you, I, I, I cook pizza. I cook oh, lamb. I cook everything on on, on this thing. It's, it's amazing. Things I'm coming up with. Wait. I'm All right, Joe. Speaking of that, we're gonna do yeah. our top five. Yeah. All right, so as Joe is the same pizza stuff. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but our top five is actually going to be the top five favorite things to barbecue besides meat. Yeah, and uh, you want me to start it off? Really? Go ahead. Guys. I'm going to say I'm going to go with corn. That's my number one. I just love barbecue. You know how you got to do the corn? You slather it in mayo. Oh, okay. well, chili powder. When you say barbecue, you mean grilling? Or well, grilling. grilling? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, well, we were talking about that early. People want to go, we're going to a barbecue, and it's yeah. just like a yeah. guy throwing shit on the right. grill. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to yeah. get into that. Barbecue, barbecue, but on a grill, on a, on a Weber or something like that, you know, like a regular. No, you can call a barbecue like a grill party a barbecue, but you can't say, I'm going to barbecue something. You can right. say, say, I'm going to roast something. I'm going to a roast. You know what I mean? It's, well, how'd you cook it? I barbecued it. You barbecue right. it. You had cook it at a low temperature, offset um, heat. That's the right heat. That's barbecue. You're going to grill well, it. Be doing a lot of people don't know right. you can turn your regular grill into like a barbecue. You turn it on one little yes. side or something yeah. like that, but right. it's still, you still and get that. And a smoker. Burn. You can turn it into a smoker. Yeah. 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 You get your wood yeah. chips, you offset it to the side, you put it on the other side where it's no heat. And you can smoke yeah. on any barbecue. Yeah, Pete, you tell him. Go ahead. Finish Listen, it, finish you get yourself it. a metal cabinet, a metal closet, you get the clay pot, you get the, the element, the heating element, you put the pan in there with the wood chips, and then you create a little uh, ductwork on top where your food is going to go into the next, next chamber. You got yourself a homemade um, smoker. Big and beefy. <laughs> this thing is going crazy today. All right, Pete, we're going to have to put you on hold for Yo, a second. Yo, when I smoke, I'm no I joke. Can... I just talk like Tone Loke. You know, all the cooking folks, and I love it. It ain't no joke. When I rock the microphone, you just sit back and relax. It's time to throw on brisket and hot dogs to attack. We make these barbecues smooth and fresh as the light. I spent $200 just for the night. My parents stayed over till 11. They said they was in heaven. I had T-bone steaks. You name it. It was great. 
You just got to have the paper in this world. You know what I'm saying? Big and beefy style. Chewing the fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, baby. Huh. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we got Hell's Kitchen season 12. Cast member, uh, Chef Beth Taylor. <laughs> hey, Beth, how you doing? Welcome to Mitch Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Thanks a lot, guys. How you doing? Ah, we're doing good. How are you today? Well, it's raining here, and I've been driving all over God's creation, so I'm just glad to be home and relax and talk to you guys. Ah, Very cool. Fantastic. Where are you calling us from, Louisiana? Louisiana. Actually, I'm outside of uh, New Orleans. I'm I'm halfway between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. The food city in the country. Yeah, maybe we're we're in the wrong town. Yeah, we are definitely. I think we should go hang out with Beth down there. You could. You know, you we just have to ask that. Yes, we're talking about a lot of barbecue on our show today, you know, because yesterday was Memorial Day. So, you know, I got uh, my buddy Joe Marks in, in the house, and he's a professional pitmaster from Smoking Pit Barbecue. And uh, I got Cuz Chris here who just brought us some barbecue leftovers, and I uh, clever myself. So uh, we're just talking barbecue. So how's that Louisiana barbecue treat you? Oh, it's great. We love the barbecue out here. I know. You know, but we don't barbecue normal stuff. I mean, we do, but we have other stuff that we add to it. And what's that? Gumbo, shrimp. Well, like today, I was I, I was coming back from Texas, and I stopped, and I got fresh boudin. Um, I got some alligator balls. I got some gar balls. You know, so <laughs> it's a little different. Crazy barbecue. That's very delicious. Alligator balls, man. That's, I don't even know. Yeah, we're not talking testicles here, okay? That's a, for the goddamn That's a crock. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Let's hear what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, we're not talking about testicles, you understand. We're talking about balls that we make. Oh, it's like meatballs, you mean? So it's like meatballs, the alligator style. So how do you make it? Right, 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 right. So meatballs, you alligator style. Well, if you said pig balls, I would think you know, it wouldn't be pork balls. It would be pig balls. He said alligator. Yeah. I mean, alligator doesn't have like a term. Chicken is poultry, meat is beef. Well, it's, but it's just, it's real well, lean. lean. What do you call reptile meat? I call yeah, it, no, it's alligator is fantastic. I call alligator boots. It almost looks like <laughs> fish kind, <laughs> but it's really like it's a nice white, big. clean meat. I love it. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting to cook because it is so lean, and you have to do it just right, or it tastes like you're chewing on your shoe. Right, almost like uh, tripe or uh, like galamar kind of. So, Beth, let, let, let's, get, let's ask you a couple of questions while we got you on. And I spoke to you, you know, a couple of days ago. But uh got to ask you the infamous question we ask everybody. Hell's Kitchen, what made you What made you want to go? Would you wake up one day and say, hey, I want to go get yelled at by Gordon Ramsay? I mean, what made you want to go on the show? Uh-oh, okay. You want to know why I want to go on the show? Well, I work in the South, and I don't care what anybody says, but – but women in this industry still have it a, a lot tougher, you know what I mean, um, trying to get ahead. So I'd been working in a steakhouse for two and a half years. I could do anything in the place, including I was a butcher, uh, worked the line, did everything. 
I went to my yeah. boss and I said, can I please have a raise? I've been here two and a half years. You know, I have two degrees. I got certifications that your managers don't have. You got guys on the line who are making $2 more an hour than me that are going to college. Can I please have a raise or, like, tell me what I need to do to get a raise? And he says, you know, if you find another job making more money, take it because I'm not going to give you a raise. Well, you should have so, made some manageable. I, so I walked out, and my kitchen manager had forwarded me the Hell's Kitchen thing down in New Orleans, and I was actually at work. And he says, why don't you go home and take off in case you got to go do something today? And I looked at him, and I said, okay, you got it. So I left work, went down to New Orleans in my uniform, and applied and was chosen. So that's what made me go. I love hearing stuff like that. Like That's you great. didn't get the oh, you didn't get the bulls one day and you go out and go on the show. It's fantastic. You know, I mean, you know, if I would have won, I would have gone back and said, "Look, asshole, now I make more money than you. Fuck off." You know, and that would have been the best moment ever. But I didn't win. But I can still do that because I went to Hell's Kitchen and worked with Gordon Ramsay, so right? You did okay oh, yeah. on the, you did, you did good on the show. I, yeah. I saw you in action. You were rocking and rolling, but uh. You know, they don't always make the right choice. I've been on the show, so I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The right choice is not always made. Yeah, I've been up for I think I hold the record in the health kitchen of being up for elimination more than anybody. But, uh. I just think it was an Italian thing with you. You know, the Italians invent the health kitchen. Well, it sounds like all of y'all are Italian but me. No, I'm vacation down from Louisiana. I'm not. I'm German, Irish, and Hungarian, yeah. Ah, oh, okay, German, okay. Irish and Hungarian. Wow. Yeah, I'm always hungry. We gotta get a little Italian in you. Is there a you got red story? hair? <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Ben? I said you got red hair if you're Irish, right? No, no, but no, I'm more Aryan, like uh, you know, six three, blonde hair, blue eyes. His neck is red. Double knees. Oh. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Me too. His neck and face are red. But that's a blood pressure issue. <laughs> <laughs> So Beth, what are, what are you up to now? What are you doing after the show? I mean, has it given you some opportunities? Uh, you know, oh, I, yeah. I don't... yeah, all kinds of stuff. It, you know, it gives you that that momentum because you actually, when it comes out, you you know you you know that you're good and you know that you can do this, and it it pushes you to be better than what you are. You know, so I'm I'm working part time at some restaurants in town, but I'm also working at a Colby Rise, which is in Husser, and it was actually featured on Top Chef New Orleans. Uh, this past right. season, Absolutely. you know, and it's organic farm, uh, fresh duck, fresh pig, um, pheasant. Um, it, it's just absolutely beautiful, and I'm learning everything I possibly can, um, you know, and because that's what I think, you know, the more you learn, the better you are. And, I mean, I'm working with some things that I haven't ever worked with before, so that's great. Very good. And yeah, I'm awesome. Great. Yeah, and, you know, I'm kind like of chefing now. It's weird. They're following me. Yeah. All right, so Beth, we got to ask you now. Again, we're not talking about how you all barbecue down there with the smoke pit. We're talking New York style with your charcoal, you turn on your gas, you throw it on the grill. Some of your favorite things to throw on there besides besides meat. Now, I said corn and clams and mushrooms. We got people chiming in on Facebook saying zucchini, and we got Chef Barbie Marshall chiming in bacon. All right. Ooh, what kind of a chef are you, Bobby? Yeah, it's meat. I gotta tell you though, when meat's in secondary pack, I, I was gonna go with uh, you know, a little Brussels sprouts and a little bacon onion on the grill, you know. Right. It's a completely different taste than in the pan. I, I 
Or see, Italians have that, by the way. Little olive oil. Well, salt, olive oil. Yeah. Well, any kind of fresh vegetable, it's such a total I think difference. they also invented the term, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't even get me started, man. <laughs> But, uh, so, Brett, how do you make your gumbo? <laughs> Gumbo's one of my wet. favorite things to eat. You got a good recipe for me? Well, oh, yeah, I got all kinds of recipes. What's more? Like a, like a seafood gumbo. There was a restaurant I used to go to in Bay Ridge when I was younger. It was called Short Ridge. They used to have the best seafood gumbo. And doing sausages in there. With, and every, every claim you picked up had ch- chunks of sausage and stuff in it. Was, I mean, yeah, we got Andouille sausage. Sometimes I Andouille sausage. Me as a chef, sometimes there's certain dishes that I love that I stay away from. I don't want to cook them because if I cook them and I master them, I won't like it no more. I won't even want to eat it anymore for some reason. It's crazy. It's a mental thing, but that's, I'd rather go home and eat tacos than eat my food. That's problem. why I refuse to make gumbo. I love it so much. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, see, that's the thing with, like, you were talking about gumbo. So that takes forever to cook. And you know when you cook all day, you don't always want to go home and cook. So then you do something like an etouffee, which is smothered down, and it doesn't take as long, but it tastes just as good. Right. Like yesterday, I was working. I was working, and I was cooking ribs all day. I was, I was, I'm feeding people from ten in the morning until I would say six, seven o'clock at night, and I didn't eat nothing. I ate for dinner peanut butter and jelly. That's yeah, peanut butter and jelly. It's just sick of everything yeah. you make. I, it's, it's, I used to work in a pizzeria when I was younger. We used to order Chinese. Yeah, all the time. It's uh, yeah, well, that's what it's a round console. I got to tell you, I took a look at a website, and that catfish with the uh, the Gouda grit looks spectacular. Gouda, great. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Gouda. You put a little Gouda in it, and it, yeah. and it offsets that cash. Because Chris is Googling you right yeah. now. He's on that uh, website for your uh, for the restaurant. So so tell us how yeah. you can get Yeah, well, now, see, the thing of it is, is it's not really an actual restaurant. It's a lodge. So, you know, oh, it, it, it has to be reserved for you to come in there and us to do the field-to-table events that we do. So it's oh, not like you can just walk in off the street because, you, you know, Applebee's is busy. You, this is one of those places that's really cool because it's it's more of an experience than you would just get at a hunting lodge instead of a sandwich and a Coke. We right, give the right. whole treatment, you know. Oh, that is fantastic. We had a, a guy, Chef Lou, on a couple of weeks ago, and he's taken over this place in Staten Island in a campground, and uh, he's doing that, doing like a uh, – Kind of a hunting lodge kind of thing with you know all the wild game and stuff like really? that. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, venison and stuff. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's just cool because it's like they go, they kill it, they you know, and then we go to the field and we and we prepare it all. And I mean, we're not talking just you know like here you go. I mean, it's a a four course meal. You know, that's, that's and it's, it's got you know the wine and you got the fireplace and you got the all the woods around you and it's just it's beautiful. The hell with the cat's meow on Bourbon Street, Rob. I think we got to go stay at the lodge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, y'all come stay out there. You know, it would be a nice place because there's hundreds of acres that you're – I mean, if you go that direction, you have to be going there. You're not going anywhere else. And so you were completely excluded, and there's these cabins, and you can rent the lodge, and there's a swimming pool and a tennis court, and you are completely – I mean, you're just completely alone, you know? So, uh, so one more question. Uh, really how cool place. far out away from the lodge do you recommend burying a body? <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's the thing. You can bury it pretty much anywhere and nobody's going to find it. But there oh, is a big lake that's got full of fish, so, you know. Oh, nice. Wow, that's a <laughs> You can throw it on the egg, let the fish eat it. It'll be fun. Like 
What, bury your body? Well, anything. Just to get the hell out I mean, of here. We can make that I want to work at a lodge, and, and you know how many people are coming in. They, You know, it's... You know exactly how many people's coming in. You know exactly what you need to cook. There's no waste. It's great. And uh, it's fresh. And you only use what is picked that day. So. Oh, good God. And uh, now I'm really jealous. So, uh, all right. Well, um, any other questions for Beth there, Clem? No. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think so. You're, uh, are you uh, thinking about doing any other TV? Um, I don't know. I, I just, it would be nice uh, to win the money because, you know, when I went on, in the beginning, yeah, it would be nice to tell my boss to go kiss my ass with the money. But it really wasn't about the money. It was about learning. You know, you know what I mean? And so now that I'm learning and I feel more confident, I'm ready to go on competitions and win. And, you know, then I believe now nothing could stop me if I went on one of those shows. Yeah, but I really like what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Why don't you get a film crew to film that whole lodge stuff going on? Yeah, not for nothing. I mean, the, the creativity that comes yeah. out of New Orleans and the variations of food that come out of New Orleans, just developing a show of New Orleans chefs right. with these fat. Well, well, and the thing of it is, is, is we work with John Bash. John Bash comes out there a lot and does events, and, and he gets all the vegetables from the garden for his restaurants. Um, it's, just, it's just the coolest thing ever, you know. And it was so funny because when I was going through the whole process of, to, of, of Hell's Kitchen, they were telling me, that, you know, the producers and everything were going, oh, yeah, well, you know, people from Hell's Kitchen really don't, go over well on Top Chef. And I was like, well, why not? And they said, well, you know, it's kind of a, a different clientele or it's a different it's a different um, character. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that I can't be on Top Chef? And they said, no, it's not that. It's just normally it doesn't, it doesn't go over well. And <laughs> right. so now here I am. I leave Health Kitchen. I leave Health Kitchen and now I'm working for the farm that was just on Top Chef. So you might see me on TV. I don't know because you know what? Who knows what the future is going to bring? Can you imagine if you got that two dollar raise where you'd be right now? You'd still be in that kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be in that kitchen, being aggravated as fuck. And I actually went in there. It was so funny for my viewing party. I went in there, and because he was going to do all this promoting and everything, right? Oh, we're going to do, and I quit before he could do it. So for my viewing party, I still went in there and had my viewing party so all my friends that were working could come out because they have big screen TVs all over the place. But he couldn't promote it and he couldn't do anything about it. So I hope, I hope that was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, uh, you know, paid $2 less an hour off the bill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Getting back to the Top Chef thing, though, I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I think that the characters that are on Hell's Kitchen are a little, we're a little more whacked out than the people on Top Chef. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you know that there is editing, so how do we really know how calm, cool, and collected these people really are? You know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree to that, but we're definitely, I think we're the better breed is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I we're do, too. Real, but, you know. real and straightforward <laughs> and to the point, you know, some of these guys on Top Chef, not to knock anybody, because that's not what I'm about, or that's not what I'm trying to do, but they just seem a little more or less crazy than they are. Uh, I got to tell you, at least 
from where I'm sitting, it, I think the, the lesson to be learned is the persistence that she showed with what she did leaving her job and getting there. Absolutely. I think if she does the same thing with TV, regardless of what they're telling her, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and eventually she'll find herself up on another. We got to put this guy on the Well, you're, well you're damn right, because you're not going to tell me what I can't do. And that pushes me farther. You tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. Right. Well, that's the attitude you got to do. Once someone tells you you can't do it, you got to go after it and then tell them to fuck yourself. Exactly. I was a big Top Chef fan myself, and I would watch the first maybe first four seasons. And I, and I, I, I people it, I watched it religiously. I don't like it no more. It's like with repetition. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Hell's Kitchen too. It's it's, it's like getting played out. American Idol thing too. I mean, they got they got to go a different course. They got to try to. I mean, now it's, you, you you got that um, what's her name? Padma. Padma you know, pack, yeah. pack up your knives and go. There's no way. It's just like repetitious. Like you know. They need me to go in I love it. I mean, I'm not knocking it. Right. But I also have a big green egg that I use my hardwood charcoal, and I have right. a metal 
have a Meadow Creek clock salt in there. Where I, it depends yeah. on what I'm cooking. But I'm, if I want to have a little effort. Right, but here's enough. the thing. This is the food fight, though. If I want to stay. You got to pick one. So, gas or charcoal? Like if for the rest of your life, you had a grill. I would go with gas. Gas. All right. Desert Island Grill. Oh, I would have to go with gas. I, there was a time when I didn't have a stove for three years and I used my gas grill and it never let me down. I always knew that I could use it when I needed to use it. I didn't have to wait around and do the thing with the lighter fluid and or the gasoline in some cases <laughs> to set it on fire. And then you never knew where it was hot and where it was cold. But with gas, you always know. Exactly. Well, let me right. tell you something. I was catering a, a barbecue or a grill party out of Fort uh, Hamilton or whatever the hell the one on stuff in Wadsworth. I show up with my gas grill, that big-ass one, and it's not lighting. It must have bounced around. Not, it wasn't working. Right. Okay. So I ripped the guts out. I did the same the thing. Out That's hilarious. Out. I was going to cut your phone a little time. I had a gas web. It was... It was Regulator must have went. I got a, I got like twenty guys at the start. I got steak. To cook. I'm like, what the hell are we gonna do? I ripped the things out and I put a tin foil on the bottom and I put little yeah. holes and I put charcoal in there. Great. So I'm going with charcoal. Because I love it. I love the flavor. I love actually soaking the fire, keeping it going. You know, like having the hot embers. We got a ton of phone calls right now. Yeah, let's take some phone calls. Everybody, hang on. Who's on? Uh, All right. Actually, we got. Uh, I got. We got Chef Lou on here. Chef Lou, I was just talking about. Hey, Chef Lou, you're chewing the fat with big and beefy. Chef Lou. All right. We'll get back to Chef What's Lou in up? a minute. Robert. Yes, sir. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I was just talking about. You. I don't know if you were listening to the show, but we were talking about the uh, the camp, uh, Kaufman camp over there, and uh, and what you're doing. We have Chef uh, Beth on the line from Louisiana, and she works in this like lodge that people rent out, and they do like pheasant, and they. You know, fresh stuff from the garden and fresh yeah, hunted yeah. meat. Yeah, so I was telling them that uh, you, you got something going on like that over in uh, Kaufman Camp. Oh, we'd love to have her come by, say hi, cook a meal. <clears throat> we're yeah. we're not opposed to Louisiana coming up, that's for sure. Nice. Very cool. And uh, so, Lou, we got uh, Joe Marks in, in the studio, uh, Chef Joe from uh, the Smoking Pit Barbecue. And, uh, How are you? How you doing, Lou? He's How are actually you? done some stuff Good. over at Kaufman. Yeah. Is that the one that's over by Manor Road? Yeah. I love that place. Yeah, they it have is. Of they, have, they have picnic area. they got the pool, right? The little lake there with the little paddle yeah. boats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's such a great place. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't think too many people know about it. I mean, I'm trying to do a... a no, know, not too many people, people do know about it. Corporate events and picnics. I would love to take them there and, you know... Yeah, it was good. So yeah. uh, he's running the concession there now, uh, Lou. So, but who goes there? Is it like a private club, or you, can, uh, you, you don't have to be a member, right, to rent the place or anything? No, okay. you um, contact me if you want to rent the grounds, and of course we do catering to somebody. You know, but they mainly do. Uh, they do a lot of camping during the week. They had, they had a client of mine that wants say three, four hundred people that wanted me to bring them somewhere to have a day, and I come with my barbecue crew. Is there any way we could do like an event with my, you know, with my barbecue? I mean, I'll, I'll cut you in somehow. I mean, we'll do it together if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give me a chat, uh, of course, off the air, and uh, yeah. definitely get my number from Rob. 
Cool. Or I can give you my number right now. No, I can't. Where people connect. But uh, all right, let's, let's, we got to get back to the to the food fight. You want? Yeah. You want? Right, you want Pete? I was calling you and doing some raps for you live on the phone. Yeah, yeah, we can get Pete at the entertainment. We can We're cooking jobs. We're cooking food. I just had. Charcoal again. What is it? I I have to say charcoal. You know, I just um, I do own a grass gas grill. And we do cater with gas grills depending on the event. Unfortunately, sometimes if you have a couple of hundred people, you need a backup with the gas. That's why I said. But if you're using hardwood, you know, I like the hardwood charcoal combination. It gets really, really hot. Like so you get some crazy too. steaks going. And um, you can't get that much heat out of the uh, out, out of the gas range outside. It just doesn't happen. You use those. That's right. You're right. That, with that the wood. The charred wood, man. You get it different. If you're just going to use the briquettes. It's not really, you know, where it's at. I like the charred wood, the briquettes, and even if you get some maple wood in there or some dried beech nut wood or stuff. Oh man, it really. No problem. It's kind of have a whole thing up, man. For an hour, two hours, and then when it starts going down, you got to add more charcoal. Exactly. You always have to have like a you backup. Always have to, you always do both. Yeah. So you can get well, the, right? the smell of the charcoal while you're doing it. The <laughs> we have to have another thing where you're heating up charcoal and it just keeps up yeah. the hot coals on top of it. So you're going to sit there and wait for that hot coal. What we do is right. We run we run a backup grill with coals already go when they start. We start at one side of the grill and, you know, an eight-foot grill is very rarely you're going to fill a complete eight-foot grill with your family. You know? So if you start at one end of it a couple hours later, it will all be burnt out. It just keeps rolling through slowly. And no lighter fluid. You don't douche the whole no. thing out with lighter fluid. Well, I have a uh, long, long, uh, my great-great-great-great-grandfather started a a great, he's got a a good trick to keeping the coals lit, no matter how hot or cold it is, and he he kept them running probably all World War II, he had had a a constant flame going. All right, well, look, we got, we got it. Yeah. (laughs) We got, we got a bunch of coals on the line, we're going to get to Jackie, we're going to get to the wrestling game, but let's. Let's see what Jackie's got. To what are you say. telling me, Clem? I got to get off the phone? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Let's get Jackie. Jackie, you're on with uh, Big and Beefy. What do you think here, Jackie? Hey, guys. Got... How are you? We're I'm good. You guys sound really, really far away tonight. Really? Oh, yeah, you sound like... Yeah, we're over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that bridge. You don't know how to find. I know. Yeah, we're having a, we had a, a lot of trouble. You know why? Probably because all the mics are plugged into mine. Maybe, well, we little, you guys sound really, really distant right now. Yeah, well, we are. Well, most of our mouths are full. We're eating and drinking while we're talking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, cigars, these cigarettes, rubs, and the bread. Yeah, having your mouth full is good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> My motto. <laughs> don't see me after the show, <laughs> I don't like cocktail wieners. I like the table. Oh. <laughs> oh, so let's go Why we got the Italian sauce coming here? The ones that use a line that my wife used on me. You know? <laughs> Finally, payback. <laughs> right. Let's. Uh, what do you say? We got the wrestling beef run too. Let's hear about the wrestling beef. All right. Say hello to everybody. Hey, what's up? You're chewing the fat with Bigger Beefy. This wrestling diva. Hey, she just hung up on us. Wow, you we picked up a new one. Jenny, love me. I want to know. How can I tell if you guys love me so? 
<laughs> I bet it is. By hand, baby, by hand. Oh, uh, you got little hands? Shut up, boo. <laughs> And this is where he's walking control of the show. I think that guy that was on before me, uh, he was a master, all right, a master beta. (laughs) Father was on the phone. Which one? Uh, by the way, it's your sister. I'm just kidding. I know, Peg. I know, but I know. Yeah, I don't know who. I was like, wait a minute. Just actually trying to show it that he does. And he had his pants off and everything. He's just kidding. Show it. I thought that's what Cody Christmas. Put it in the corner over there. Me and Jackie. What? How did you do it tonight? We had a mix it up a little bit. There's too much yelling going on. Oh, my God. There is. It's craziness here. Well, we can't help it. All right. We just wanted to give you a little comedy relief. So we'll keep listening. Have fun. All right, All right. Have fun. Okay. All right. Look at that. We, uh, this is yeah, nice. Five minutes tonight. Yeah. All right. We got one more phone call here. Hey. What's um, up? Is it my turn? Yeah. Let's, 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 let's <laughs> give her a turn. Hey, you had your turn there. <laughs> <laughs> let her talk. talk. Please let her talk. What's going on, Chef? How you doing there, Barrett? We're going to put her back on. Hold on. Yeah, put her back on. I think she likes helium over gas or propane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's my answer. Here's my answer. Uh, and by the way, the reason I will explain why I have a nasal voice, sir. When I was eight years old, I got my tonsils and adenoids taken out on my head, on my head area, and the adenoids did not close the proper way, and that's why I sound a little nasal. Did you put a lawsuit yeah. against the doctor? What was that for? We love that's it. Okay. So, please have respect. Yeah, yeah, it was odd because they took mine out of my asshole. Ha, 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 hardy, ha, ha. Vagina, I don't know where hers was, but. The one I choose is the one that I have in my backyard. I have a gas grill. Yeah, right. so you don't get it. You gotta give it. You gotta give it. It's not a fair though. question, though. It depends on what you consider. And it does. It does. But... And I still want to know, Big and Beefy. You guys still love me? Of course we love you. You're our favorite listener. I said yes. Aw, thank you. Hey, I need, I need, a, I need to get a chant started here. Guys, we need a chant here. Let's go, Rangers! Let's go, Rangers! Shut up, boo! I'm feeling neglected now. I thought I was the favorite listener. Hey, Jack, how's that? Shut up, boo! <laughs> What's going on, Jack? How are you? Don't feel neglected. You know. We still love you. Okay. We just got all kinds of craziness yeah. going on here. I mean, if you want crazy... I think it's a full moon tonight. Let me remind everybody that show is on the Wacko Network, all right? <laughs> you know, be a little patient. All right, so in the room right now, we got... We got uh, the four of us. We got Pete from... Rapid Pete from Florida. We got Wacko, Bob, Chef Barrett, Jackie, Son of hey, Not bad. Yeah. Together, together, we should we should we shall barbecue into the future, <laughs> and walk this narrow path of coals and wood. Should we I use? Should, should we use some gas? 
I think we should. Oh. <laughs> she got electric. You ever seen those electric? You shows? are a bum. I love those. I love those. But where do you, where do you get a plug? When you're in the woods. Listen, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Yeah. The rap okay. is over. The rap has not. Yeah. Oh, you want me to rap again? It's up to you guys. What do you want? Do you want gangster rap? Do you want Italian rap? Do you want... I only okay, can do like a couple... How about, how about you wrap it up? Yo, I can scramble eggs, whatever you want on a barbecue. It's smart. Just throw a cast iron pan and it's on. What you want to do? Just disarm. The CV here, just be calm. Lay that mic down, slow and careful. Big and beefy. That's a handful. He's heavy, like an anvil. I'll stomp you out. Like a... And whatever. Drill sergeant. <laughs> I gotta start it. It's really hard, and here I go. I'm all potted. What do you want? Yeah, you ain't got beats. Yeah. Robbie, I don't want to hear so. anywhere. Do we have any beatbox anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to rap for now. Let's be from NFL. Uh-huh. NFL style. All right. <laughs> <laughs> be like a right. I just have it like a All bunch right. of... Uh, I was just going to give him a, a, a beat right here. What's the beat? <laughs> I'm walking directly to the light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Saturday night. No, it's Tuesday afternoon. What you want to do? Blowing. Old school disco style, you know it. What you want to do? I'm laying back in the Catalina. Speakers pumping. Bring Samina. What's the girl? Her name is Farina. I took her to bed and she says, yo, I'm cleaned up. So what you want to do with this? Big beefy's on the microphone. It sounds real crisp. Put that beat back and let's go attack. GV1, yes, I'm here. I'm back. Brooklyn back. Brooklyn South. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Day. Brooklyn All right. Night. Which... We're going to get All back right, to you. Hold on there. All right. Well, let me just, uh, we got Joe in the, in the studio. And we have to let him talk about his business. Yeah. You know, we got, we got to start this up because he's, uh, he's on top of the ring. What's that? There you go. All right, that was funny. All right, so, um, okay, cut, cut. So, uh, Joe. Yes. Tell us a little about smoking pit barbecue. I know you wanted to get out of here early. All this shit started up. We want to hear about barbecue, but in rap form, if you could. I'm about to rap. I'm about to rap. I'm about to Floridian over there. Okay, what do you want to know? I'll tell you, I'll ask because I don't know anything about your business, and I'm a, a huge barbecue fan, especially the Carolina style. Yeah. I find I myself a, often. I got a question about barbecuing. What, what's that? I got a question about barbecuing. How do, you, damn turn. How, <laughs> how do you tell how long to smoke a whole pig for by weight? Have you. Like if I smoke a whole pig? Yes. How would I know how long I should leave it in there and, and the temperature? Whether it's a pig, whether it's 10 foot, whether it's a person, whatever it is, you always stick a meat thermometer in the meat and go by temperature. When it reaches a certain temperature, it's done. Don't go by time. Don't go by recipes. 
stick it in meat thermometer in there. Keep it at the temperature consistent yep. that you wanted. Once it reaches that temperature, usually for pigs, I actually go up to 195 to 200 sometimes. And then let it sit for like three hours before I even touch it. So Absolutely. You, I, I, I don't you got you to gotta know your time frame. With the 100-pound pig, I would say 12 hours maybe, 10 hours. I would start looking at it after eight hours to see because sometimes, you know, you, gotta, you, you get the wind coming in one direction. The, the coals get hot on one side and the other, and you you got to know. You have to stick the monitors in different parts of the so pig. It's a case-by-case basis. Case Absolutely. You got you to gotta monitor yeah. it. It's yeah. just like bacon. When people ask me, how long do I bacon and, in the oven? And they well, make your right. 350 yeah, is not they, my 350. They have, they have these uh, gadgets that you stick in the animal or, you know, whatever you're cooking, and you don't have to open up the barbecue. Oh, keep and yeah, that's a, you know, and, and it tells you the temperature without opening up the smoker, without the pig water. So yeah, you know, exactly. You know, that's 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 the safest answer. That's the best answer. I mean, you know, you can't go by time or recipes. You have to know your temperature, you have to know your cooking, you have to know what the internal temperature of the meat is, or you're screwed. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So right. I, I would say I drive up to Connecticut a lot. There's a guy that does. Uh, same kind of barbecue that you talked about. A guy, the, the name of the restaurant is Wilson. Okay. He's a pit master and guys from the Carolinas right. and does, you know, the same kind of sauces that you talked right. about earlier with the right. vinegar base. And to me, there's so much more involved in that in terms of getting it right than just, you know, slabbing on, you know, typical barbecue and, sauce. You know what? And, it's so hard because, you know, when you start getting into it, and see me, I'm, I, you know, I was a chef before I was a barbecue guy. I mean, I was in a restaurant since I'm 13 years old. Right. I, I actually didn't know which way I wanted to go with the culinary school. I actually started getting fascinated with, like, chefs like um, Nobu, you know, from Nobu, the sushi guy, and, you know, like, you know, and then once I, once I started, once I found, did my pig roast, and I started, found out about this barbecue thing, I just went nuts over it. I, mean, I was obsessed with it. And then I started learning from people who knew what they were doing before the whole barbecue pitmaster world came out. I'm like, wow, this is all happening while I'm in here. So I, I actually met somebody from Philadelphia who was from the South, and we actually went to, we were going to competitions for the last few years, winning trophies from here down to Georgia. And now all of a sudden these shows come on, and, you know, now I start, I'm going on my own, and, you know, I'm trying to build up a, a whole new style of, like, New York version of barbecue. Because people come up here don't like, you know, rib, brisket, or they don't, they don't know what it is. They don't know what brisket is. When I first had it the first way that you're supposed to have it, I'm like, what, what is this? This isn't corned beef. That's what I thought brisket was. Yeah, right. You know? And then you I had it. You got a barbecue chicken parmesan. It was awesome. Yeah, even, yeah. even the chicken. Every, you know, it's, it's, barbecue franchise. People do it down here. They oversmoke it. It's like, what, what, this is this, wow, it's delicious. No, it's disgusting. It's not delicious. This yeah. is delicious, you know? I, so I, I, take, I, go ahead. I'm taking my culinary expertise that I've known, that I've had in this business, and I'm taking that style of cooking, and I'm making my own style of flavors. And you know, things are coming out. People are tasting them. It's, this is amazing. That's why I'm I'm so excited about what I'm doing. And you know, I'm you know, yes, I'm staying traditional with uh, you know with barbecues with the competitions and everything. But if it wasn't for the Carolina style with the vinegar base and uh, you know staying away from the molasses and all that heavy duty sauce, because you put sauce on on these meats, you're ruining it. I mean, if you, if you went to the taste barbecue, so you you know, drink the barbecue, so you eat a piece of meat, the same flavor, you know. But when the, the Carolina style, when they in, infuse the meat, like especially pulled pork with vinegar and spices, and the, you don't even know the sauce in it, and you taste it, it's like wow, this is amazing. And then if you want to add sauce, you can add sauce on it to enhance it, or whatever, or coleslaw on top of it, you know, real pulled pork sandwich. I like injecting you know? my meat. seriously. I like getting the thing. Well, you, you know what? Flavor you have to do that. If you cook it right, just the infusion of the smoke and the slowness. It. You know, it's very hard. It's hard. Now, this is a style of cooking that should be in culinary school because it's not easy. 
I actually I stayed at an Amish farm for two days barbecuing with people who don't have, don't have anything to do with electric anything with these these guys actually cook these pits and these smokers. Right, it's called Meadow Creek. It's up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And can you I, get them on the? Uh, can you get them on? Don't have telephones. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I was amazed. I was amazed. I was amazed. to the Amish you know? Mafia to borrow a phone. Now you shot a sizzle reel, didn't you? For, for a reality for a show. show uh, yeah, we were trying there. to get a reality show going. You know, but the problem was that the people that I was involved with, that I put, I, I, I came up with my idea kind of went off in their own direction and ruined it. Yeah. So I had an idea of, of having four Italian kids from Brooklyn taking on the, the barbecue world from here down to Florida in competitions and different styles. He turned it into a catering uh, like soap opera. He wants yeah. to have women and a family and the drama. I mean, it, 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 it went south fast. I mean, yeah. it was like I was the producer. He, you know, it, it was all fake. It was a reality. It was more fake. So, you know, I just walked away from the whole thing. So, Joe, how do you... How do you how do you take your business to market? I don't know. Do you have a, a yes? You do catering. Or I do, how does I've it been work? doing catering. I've been doing catering for ten years. You know, okay. I mean, uh, catering I love because you, you you got the party, you got the amount of people, you know what to buy, everything's fresh and everything's awesome, hundred percent. Um, that's that's way in the food business, right there. Yeah. yeah. You know, to, for me to go out and open up a restaurant and sit there and wait for people to come, I, I you know, I, I was three years ago I would say, scratch your ass, I don't want to do it, but now. With this barbecue craze that's going on, what I want to do is I want to open up a little restaurant so people can start coming in and saying what the real thing with the real barbecue is really like and learning about Carolina style and the history of barbecue and how what, where it began and how and and having it the right way consistently, you know. And 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 then you have your barbecue menu and then you have your twist on it. Like I have a whole Southern Carolina style portion of the menu that's going to come out, and then I have my version. Like I have a Philly cheese brisket instead of Philly cheesesteak. Nice. I have a brisket Brooklyn style, which is brisket sliced with fresh mozzarella, caramelized onions, and pita luga sauce. You know what I mean? Ooh. All right? And my okay, double, my double <laughs> dip brisket. Wait, how about that? I thought you asked. You're getting the answer. Double dip brisket. All right? Like, just like bread in a car. You take the whole bun, you take the whole sandwich with, with cheese with and you stick it in a pile of orgio. And it's oh, unbelievable. Like an Italian beef sandwich. You got uh, What's your website? TheSmokingPit.com. T-H-E. S M O K E N P I T. It's still it's still my old uh, website. I got I got a web designer right now changing it to you know the restaurant's not going to be ready for another year maybe because we're doing construction and we got architects involved. But I'm still doing catering. I'm still knocking the socks off people and the words getting around. You know I say no to more parties and I say yes. I'm booked, right, I'm booked. It. from now. I'm booked every weekend until August already. And, I, and I, I'm afraid. W W W T H E S M O K E N P I T the smoking pit dot com. Is the restaurant where's the restaurant gonna be? It's gonna be in Tonsville, Staten Island. Excellent. Excellent. You know, it's not my it's not my first choice of location for it, but I don't think it matters when I open up this thing it's I mean, yeah, you, you sound like a guy that's done your research, so I'm yeah, sure I've been, that, I've been uh, looking for the right, I've been looking for the right spot for five years. Website up on the Big and Beefy page, so <clears> check that out. And uh, yeah, well, good luck to you, Joe. I mean, Joe, I got a, I got a question for you, Joe. Have you ever eaten at Virgil's in New York City? Yes, I did. I, uh, I would say when they, like, right when they first opened, because I love barbecue chicken, my favorite thing. And I went there; it was good. You know, I have no, I have nothing bad to say about it. You know, it's just, you know, it's. It's, it's barbecue, it's, you know. It's, 
barbecue, a lot of barbecue sauce. There's so much they do with it. You know, my you want, you want to know my favorite barbecue place yeah. in Manhattan, Brother Jimmy's. Jimmy's. Okay. Brother Jimmy's barbecue. A lot of people Brother don't like Jimmy's. it. Yeah, I mean, it's also my favorite place for watching hot chicks. I, I, the ribs. I don't like their shot. ribs. I like the two pork <laughs> they I like. It. I don't like anything else. And the wings and uh, the sauces I love. But, you know, it depends the, on what you talk. I, I give you five different barbecue restaurants for five different pieces of meat. And, and like nobody, nobody's done it right yet. Nobody's mastered all four categories in one restaurant. Because right. it's either the, the pulled pork is great, but the ribs suck. The chicken is exactly. great, but everything else. Is. My right. place is going to be four things, top Notch. And there's going to be a couple of different sauces on the table. So if you like it a certain way, you can't complain, well, he's only doing vinegar. But there's going to be a hickory sauce on the side. There's going to be about five different sauces. I'm going to do my mustard, my vinegar, my heavy molasses, and light tomato sauce. I'm going to have a map of Carolina on there explaining each location of why it's this way and why it's that way. Germans influenced the north, the, the southern part of Carolina, why, where they came from. The East Carolina barbecue is more vinegar-based because they were afraid of the tomato because they, they thought it was poison. I mean, there's so much history and so much American knowledge from this one style of cooking that nobody even knows about. And now people are starting to really come and learn about it because of these food shows. And I think now's the time this is going to blow up. I mean, he climbed I do it all because I love it. As a matter of fact, you remember the guy who was on the show, the guy from Tabula, the guy Nick? He had years ago opened up a place called Bonelick Park. In Manhattan, he went down to Carolina. He went all over the country traveling for about three and a half, four years before he decided to open this up. And he was one of the few yeah. people that got it right. But you're right. You go to one place, you got great pulled pork, but the ribs suck. Right. And it drives me utterly yeah, fucking me insane. It's insane. It now, drives me. The up. one thing about barbecue that I love that you're not going to get in any other like you know style of restaurants or whatever. But people in the barbecue world, you go to competitions. And you, you meet somebody that has the same passion as you, they respect each other and they help each other. Absolutely. They don't say, oh, you know what, F you, I'm here with a competition, go scratch. Some people do. But the ones that don't, that's how you learn. Because you know what? They give it up. They give you all their knowledge. And if you Absolutely. know how to absorb it, like that that's how you learn. we were in, I think, last year's when Pitmasters was there. Right. Myron Mixon. Myron Mixon came out to me. I was cooking a whole hog. He goes, whole hog, whole hog. I was the only one doing the pulled pork. Yeah. He injected with clam juice. He that come, was fucking awesome. Ugh, come on. What do you inject with clam juice? A pig? A pork butt? He did the pork butt. Oh, that's disgusting. What clam juice? He won that episode of Pitman. And he was like, I want to play around a little bit. He uh, yeah, clam yeah. juice and, and shit he injected. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that either. Uh, because, yeah, you know, the only, the only way, way to know is to taste. Just because right? you win with three judges doesn't mean that that's, that's good stuff. I mean, exactly. The only way to know is to taste. You know what? The competition is crazy. Joe, you need a good hot sauce for your tables? I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, you need a good hot sauce? Hot Where sauce. is it? Oh, what do you got? What do you mean hot sauce? Like, like, like a. No, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a new one out. I know the Harvard Air, but this is uh, Chef Barrett's hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I make my own sauces and everything, but, uh, you know, I, I, I like the Texas Pete hot sauce. I'll try it. You know what I mean? Uh, scary. Chef Barrett. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you some. Chef Barrett? I got to tell you, Joe, over the, the next year, as the, uh, as the restaurant starts to develop, if uh, you feel like taking a, a little trip here or there, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. The place Wilson's, the guy's about 60 years old. He's been doing it for a ton of years. Where, where is it? It's in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut. Okay. I, I happen to like it. But, again, just for research purposes, I'd be glad to drive. And uh, <laughs> down in Baltimore, Why are we going I get, on a field trip right I now? I get the Chaps in Baltimore a lot. I don't know. Have you been to Chaps? No. Pippi, again, same style. And uh, they do all the things you said. And I, you were exactly right. There were two of the, two of the four I didn't think were very good. Right. I ordered all four. 
<laughs> shockingly. And uh, the days two to four, I didn't think were good. But that's because they, they, you know what the problem is? They start trying too hard and trying to spend. Look, if you're nailing two or three things right, stick with that, man. Just, just yep. keep yep. it going. Don't try to be something you're not. That's why a lot of these places wind up closing, too. Because you try to expand too much and you yep. start bringing right. other stuff. There's nothing. Right. No business being on the menu. No right. business being there. Yep. But, you know. So, listen, the people are coming for the meat, but, you know, the sides. Sides make you money. So tell, tell me about oh, yeah. uh, tell me about the sides. What do you think, yeah, Chris? Oh, really? We gotta get this guy on our yeah. show. We gotta you gotta be like fucking the third host. The sides have to be asked. Can you take all half ass on the sides? I mean, I'm a huge side guy. So right? yeah, you got some beans got coming for us. You got, got some mac got, and cheese. I got two different styles of beans. One has my burn ends and the brisket. Like when I'm cutting the brisket, all these burn ends are falling off. That's my favorite part of the thing, right there. Burn ends. Wait, wait, wait. I fall over the beans. Now I got burn ends. You gotta raise the price a little bit. But those are the burnt beans. Then you have the vegetarian beans for the vegetarians. You know what I mean? All the beans get cooked I'm, in the smoke. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with nice. the word. Okay? <laughs> mac and cheese. It's mac and cheese. You have to have two styles. You have to have the plain old Velveeta style for the kids, you know, the kids' mac uh-huh. and cheese. Then you have the Mac Mac Jack and Cheese. I mean, that's the Talk mac to me about Mac Mac Jack and Cheese. What do you got? <clears throat> you got, you know, macaroni and cheese. You know, believe it or not, Chef Rob used to have a kick ass mac and cheese uh, recipe that we had. Yeah. Bacon and stuff, man. Use the bacon. You know? I had your everything mac and cheese that yeah. time. It was fantastic. You had one with jalapenos. Yeah. I know that burnt me up. Yeah, let me tell you something. He did his mac and cheese one day. He's like, I just put a few things in there. It was like jalapenos, bacon. Chicken nuggets, uh, what else did you have? Pulled pork, taco meat, something. There was a little Mexican guy who jumped out of the middle of it. It was fantastic. I like mac and cheese and no meat. Either. I like it with, with a couple of different cheeses. Yep. I like jack cheese in it. You know, if you want to make it a little spicy, you can throw a little jalapenos in there. But, yep. you know, it's hard to see it. You know, but I like it baked with a little bit of panko breadcrumbs at the end. Right. You know, a little bit no, of butter. And, and, and put anything in it that can nice. give someone herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Did you ever use fontina cheese in your mac and I cheese? I love fontina cheese. It's one of the greatest cheeses. fucking melting cheeses fun- there is. Yeah. It's I'm telling you. Beer, cigars, 
I mean, I mean, if you want to stick around, we're going to be doing the uh, chef movie review in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I wish I could. I can't. I got. I got. I got to go watch the game. Myself. Got the Ranger game with his. Hey, anybody tell me the score of the game? Because at this point, yeah. I'm just going to go home and watch it. Only half hour left on the show. Let's finish it up. Let's go watch the game. Yeah. So I'm saying goodbye. All right. Thanks right. for the audience Joe out there. Mark. All right. Joe. All right. Don't be Give it up. Yeah. All right. Stop Thanks by anytime. All right. Next time, bring some uh, barbecue yeah, brisket, man. Next time, bring some barbecue brisket with you. We don't care. Yeah. All right. Man. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do the review in a little bit. Um, we're just going to do a couple of little uh, radio things. Chef Eddie Canlon loves chewing the fat with big and beefy. Hey guys, this is Chrissy Melissi from Chrissy's Teeth. You guys are listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is Chef Barrett, Season 11 Health Kitchen. I'm chewing the fat, you're chewing the fat. We're all chewing the fat with big and beefy right here. Chef Eddie Canlon loves chewing the fat with big and beefy. Hey guys, this is Chrissy Melissi from Chrissy's Teeth. You guys are listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is the Pope of the Rifles, y'all Paul Peroni. Listen to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is Chef Lou from the Chef's Table. And if you know where it's at, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. This is Chef Sean Quinn's Shop Champion. And you're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Now go to ChefSeanQuinn.com and buy some bacon jam, would you? out to the show, you can email us at ctf with bigandbeefy at gmail.com or visit our fan page at facebook.com slash ctf with bigandbeefy. You can also find us on Twitter. Our tag is at ctfbbpodcast. And check out our blog at ctf with bigandbeefy.tumblr.com. That's T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. Big and Beefy's Chewing the Fat Archives can also be found right here on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. So, thanks for listening, and remember, keep chewing the fat. We had the little break there. We said thanks to Joe. And uh, we got coming up. Cuz Chris uh, is going to be doing the Chef movie review. It's with culinary and, uh, critiquing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we went last week. Barrett, Barrett saw it the other night. So we'll yep. uh, have Barrett also chime in on it. Well, Apparently I'm the only chef who hasn't seen this fucking movie yet. That's uh, great. 
That's the greatest movie I think I've seen in a long time. It's probably yeah. the second movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> no, like in the theater, but just to go and see a movie where a guy actually studied for like eight months under a chef and they really nailed it. Usually like no reservations no. with that, uh, what the hell's the name? Uh, the, yeah, the pretty girl with the Jones. Jones. Oh, right. I mean, come on, nothing like that. You know, Waiting was pretty cool. That was a little true. Waiting was a great, I know Waiting was a great movie. For, for, for right. its time period. Right, yeah, 20 right. plus yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, Favreau did a fantastic job. You know, he was all hey. like, up. He, he was like a little overweight. You know, liked his cocktails, freaked out. On, on, it was great. Hold on, let me put the mirror up. up. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have the Jew from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, to me, you know, he uh, he worked for eight months under Roy Choi in the kitchen. You know, he made him go to a, a culinary school before he could even come in. Right. You know, and I, I'm, you know, I'm a big sports guy, and I think about all the sports movies where you, you see a guy that clearly can't even put a basketball up to the rim in a, in a yeah, coordinated like a way. Yeah, it's just horrible stuff. stuff. Yeah, and, and this one, I mean, to me, the biggest piece of this movie being great was the reality level. I mean, you, you know, you felt like if you, you knew anything about it, if you ever walked through a professional kitchen, this is what's going on, you yeah. know, including the characters, you know, the scenery and the setting. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, I saw you, Favreau, speaking of sports movies, he played Rocky Marciano in a movie, and it was tremendous. You know, he really takes the shift serious. This is guy. true. And all his fighting scenes in Iron Man, I mean, clearly a man. <laughs> <laughs> and when he played the clown on uh, Seinfeld, he went yeah. around college for eight months. This uh, is true. Yeah. He actually did play in a sports movie, now that I think about it. He was in The Replacements with uh, Keanu Reeves, yeah. was he not? Yeah, was he really? He was a crazy linebacker. That's right. That's right. right? Well, he did, he did hot really yeah, he did. And, but the replacement's another great movie. But hands down, I'm not a Leguizamo fan. I told you that in the beginning, but, and I enjoyed the hell out of him in that movie. I got to jump in. I'm, I'm not a Leguizamo fan either, but I, years ago, I won these tickets for one of his live Broadway things, and it was Freak. It was fantastic. Uh, I tripped him in the aisle. I had an aisle seat, and I couldn't stand him, and he kept running up. I mean, how can you base a Broadway show on impressions of your family. Like, how I don't do you think know that was it. I'm talking about... No, what was the name of the show? Freak. No, it wasn't Freak. It was before that. Freak 2? Freak 3. No, it was Free Freak. It was Free Freak. But, uh, yeah, something about him hurts the ever-living shit out of him. Yeah, but he was great in this movie, man. And especially, I don't want to give it away, but when he gave up everything to go help out Favreau in the movie. But I think he just gave it all away. No, that, that's not either. Uh, right. You know, I think that the the previews, you know, kind of gave, gave you the idea that he was on board, you know. So, I mean, and, you know, they use some of the – in typical movies, they, they show some of the better scenes in the previews, and they did right. here as well. Sometimes they're not even in the movie. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I got to tell you, my, my take on it was exactly the same. He's sometimes a little over the top of me, like with Ammo. But in this particular movie, I thought he nailed – the classic line chef that's the clown in every kitchen. You know what I yeah, mean? You got yeah. the, the sous chef has to kind of play it a little bit funny, but, uh, you know, a little bit serious because when the chef's not there, he's the guy that, that's in charge. He's the person in charge. Yeah. But Leguizamo played that, that role of, you know, the comic relief, uh, you know, line cook guy yeah. who everybody loves to yell at, 
but also loves to go for a beer with after, yeah, after the show. Yeah, that's it. That's what he was. And what was that? What's that other guy's name? Bobby Cavalieri or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The one that played the sous chef? Yeah. That yeah. was me dead on in years. Like yep. 10, 12 years sleeping in my car. Yeah. And uh, the other <laughs> fucking thing was I always I took over because Terry never showed up to work. Well, you know. <laughs> And he didn't show up here tonight, so if you're listening, Big T, the seat's wide open. Yeah, yeah, he said he couldn't wait. Couldn't wait wait for it. Bastard showed up late for dinner, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, back to the movie, man. I think it was, it was great. And it got me so psyched because he he did what I want to do right now. Like, you know, you tell your bosses, right here, walk out, go cook in your house, beg for work, and then, uh... And, and even as a as a, a non chef, you know, and I'm the only one here, including on the phone, uh, you know what? It, those kind of things inspire me to go back into my own kitchen at home and try different things. You know, and that's what well, that's what that's what cooking's all about. And to me, you know what? When you when you sit and and follow the recipe all the time, I, I just don't think that's what the the, the sense of it is. I think it's uh, adventurous, and I think you got to keep trying different things. And a movie like that really inspires you to do that. And a food truck, hands down. Fantastic. Who doesn't want to travel across the country yeah, in a food fantastic. truck? Imagine, imagine I'm on a website right now trying to find or rent a food truck. Imagine that. <laughs> Real talk. It's a, good, it's a good idea. They're all the rage, that's for sure. You know what? You know what? The, the one thing about the movie though, that I noticed, that they, I mean, they make it look so easy to do a food truck. So now everybody thinks they can just go do a food truck. So it, it's right. the interpretation of, oh, wow, it's, it's that easy. I can just tweet out my location people will come no but he had that huge scene where he flipped out on the guy which went viral which everybody started following him because of that so if you don't have a following you can't just pull up in any city and tweet something like hey i'm here and people show up it's not gonna happen right right, right. and if and if it was an eight-year-old kid that can can make me famous where the fuck is he you know like this kid's <laughs> tweeting everything buying in it but and oh. the other thing too they have a line around the corner they weren't even ready to do anything they just Turned everything on, opened the doors, and started serving like. Oh uh, yeah, people. listen. It, at the end of the day, it's Hollywood, and we go to be entertained. And, right. You know what? Some I can't things, do anything after a bag of thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have asked for a cot on top of the food truck. Give me a cot. <laughs> but listen, I, I thought overall it was a feel-good movie. You know, I thought it was a heartfelt story. You know, I went for the food aspect, and you know, going there with uh, three guys that cook, and my wife who likes to cook a little bit. And uh, but I ended up walking out feeling like I need to be a, a good father at the same point. You know what I mean? So and that and that's what a good movie's all about. It yeah. kind of it takes you down a road. And uh, you know I thought that the soundtrack was fantastic. You know uh, I thought the scenes were great. The reality we already talked about of uh, being in the kitchen was fantastic. Well, the only non-reality that John Favreau had Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara. Yeah, this is true. But you know what, Rob? I mean. Uh, you know, Mary is just right there with Sofia Vergara. I think that Mary is equal to... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I get off that topic? <laughs> Mary, I don't want any bad texts. All right, later, I threw you a shout-out there, okay? So, But anyway, let's finish off my, uh, my, you know, view of the movie. I thought, you know, the cast, obviously phenomenal. Um, you know, Downey Jr. in typical fashion, 20, great, 25 great, seconds great, in the movie, great. stole the show. I mean, he's arguably one of the best American actors, uh, at least definitely of our generation, if not more. The greatest thing was, she says, you know, I knocked her up. Because I got sniffed like three years ago. It's not mine, but I'm going to keep her around and admit that she can still work with me. (laughs) 
unbelievable. And the shoe slippers. Oh my god. Oh. Right. Fantastic. I, I love the, uh, the 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 nod to Hell's Kitchen when uh, when he got fired from his job. That was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, where the publicist just kept saying, "I can get you on Hell's Kitchen. I can get you on Hell's Kitchen." I'm, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they make it sound like in the movie that you get on Hell's Kitchen and you start making money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you need a job? You know, I get on Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Sitting in, this, sitting in this room, I can tell you that does, that's not the case. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just want to make sure you're aware. <laughs> I can tell you that's not the case, too. <laughs> uh, but uh, to finish off my, uh, my my discussion or my review, the last thing I would say that my wife said, I think, is uh, a great point. She said, you know what? Phenomenal movie, all the things that we already talked about. And she went on to say anyone who could use the word douche in a way she hasn't thought of, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it can't. I'm a is maybe the greatest line of any movie. So, you know, I, I'm going to give it uh, in, in honor of Joe and uh, and his new business. I'm going to give it four out of five briskets. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. And uh, the only reason I take a brisket away, it's not a five out of five, is that it wasn't available in uh, every movie theater around the country. And and yeah. now that I've seen it, you know, a two, oh, nearly a two hour movie uh, with a cast that is literally second to none, I don't know why it's not been released in every theater. I think this movie would do phenomenally better uh, in the box office if it were released everywhere. Now, right. with that said, we had a great time. We made a night of it. Um, you know, we went out to dinner. We had a good time. But the fact what that was we the name of that place, Butter, Buttermilk, oh, Buttermilk Channel, in uh, on Court Street, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck meatloaf. Yeah. Everyone else ordered stuff. You know, uh, chicken and waffles, and and he uh, Chris had a pasta and. There was stuffed black sea bass going on. I ordered stuffed meatloaf, figure, and they come to everyone else's dishes, come out to the table, I could barely see their eyes over it, and it looked like mine looked like the Rodney Dangerfield meal in Easy Money. When she goes, and this one's applesauce. It was like a Salisbury steak on a plate. <laughs> I can't finish my home fries. You want some? <laughs> you guys went to see Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw it in Cobble Hill. How how packed was the movie the, the, the theater when you saw it? Well, the movie theater was not much bigger than the studio here. <laughs> you know, there was about 19 seats. Um, but, no, it wasn't that crowded. No. You know, we went during a week, and, uh, yeah. It, Maybe it, 20 to 25 people max. I, I, listen, it's not it's not the nicest theater. It's a little bit aging. But at the end of the day, it's the closest if you live on Staten Island. Um, well, you can go into Battery Park. Battery yeah. Park well, let me give you a hint on how you know it's an old theater. Before the movie comes on, it gets all low, and the guy, and it comes up on the on the screen. And says, Please turn off all pages. The theater that me and Anthony went to, it was like, there, literally, there was like eight people in the theater, and it was it had like 120 seats. Yeah, well, the, I think the thing is why they didn't go all over the place is because they didn't want that to happen everywhere, because it's kind of an independent movie, if you look at it. You know, no, I, I, just, I just think with the heartfelt story, the father-son bit, and the cast, I think the cast alone draws people into it. And even if you run it short run, you know, you, you, yeah. you play it for a week or two, you know? This could be like, remember Eddie and the Cruises back in the day? It came in and turned into a video, the a video giant. Yeah. Right, and then it went on there, and then they re-released it in the theater. Right, right, right. So I think that, it might be a re-release, but I think it was a Somebody said, I didn't say it after the credits, but after the credits went, what happened after the credits went? Did you guys stay that long? No, we went drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of, yeah, I mean, you know what? We, we went to see, a guest, we went to see a guest from the week prior, actually, right? 
Yeah, somebody, right. somebody posted, uh, I think Amanda Colello from season nine, Hell's Kitchen, she posted, you know, wait till after the credits go until you leave. And me and Anthony had already, we left the theater way before, you know, when the credits started coming up. I got to see it again now. Yeah, I wonder too. if they do like the bloopers, like Cannibal Run or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, we, you know, we actually just, I, I don't think that we stayed because we wanted to see the credits or think that there was a reel coming. I think we're just fat and it took us a little time to get out of the seat. But, I was, <laughs> I, but I we were there God. for a good half of the credits and I didn't see anything. Yeah. I thought there Plus was I a radiator on right, right next to me. I was sweating. I was so hot. And I, it was just all no, Rob, that I was me. <laughs> <laughs> I shoved so much food. I said, we must have had eight or nine courses in that place. Was, no, we had a great dinner and, uh, you know, a typical movie fair, you know. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, if you're listening and you have an opportunity to see the movie, get to see it before it goes out of the theater because it was outstanding. Yeah, definitely. John Favreau in Chef. Good, good, good. Good. I can't wait till it comes out on DVD. I'll actually buy it. You know? uh, yeah, I'll buy it. I, like little lady. Yeah. I was Love just going to say, Clem, Clem when I go watch the Ranger game, I'll pick it up from the, uh, the Chinese. I tried. I couldn't fucking find it. I couldn't I could have easily brought a camera into this movie theater up here because there was, like, nobody there, and I could have just filmed the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And you did film a little bit of it, didn't you? Put it up on... Uh, Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like the first, and then my and then my uh, phone ran out of storage, of course, because it's the uh, it's the ever so friendly uh, iPhone. Uh, well, yeah, one other thing, the soundtrack was fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. sexual healing, like reggae yeah, kind of. Yeah, I thought it was great. That it started was off the, uh, instrumental. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was, it was really good. And all that, like uh, the Cuban stuff, was good, yep. and, and all around great fucking. Stuff. Feel good. They're getting man. too civilized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we heard you, Pete. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold on. The movie was fucking dope. He got civilized. <laughs> the worst thing you get out of is a fighter. He is the chef on the cleft of the something, something. Yeah, yeah I can't. No, I, I was know. getting into the real, I mean, you know, I, I, I heard you talking, uh, you know. Did you say, oh, you're fell asleep. He said you dropped off. I dropped off the Pete, honestly, it rained two hours a day where you are. Go see this movie. You'll love it. I wanna, I wanna. Uh, listen, I want a food truck too. Sorry. Yeah, man, that's what you gotta do is get some. Uh, get, they have get a beautiful a one down the road. On that, on that thing and start rapping it. I'll have. A, are you kidding? I have a whole mic, mic amplifier, everything set up in it. No I gotta tell you, don't make about eight dollars a day because you won't cut. I'd have like <laughs> six like two hot dogs the ceiling. Feel the crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I went into the movie. I want to make Zeppelin. I went into the movie not being the biggest Sophia Vergara fan, and she really came off great. Oh, yeah. I mean, she awesome. just right spectacular. I just yep. thought she was really good. I thought she was, you know, she in terms of her acting, I thought it was good. You know, it wasn't the typical over-the-top yeah. character that she yeah, played. With the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. And that's usually what turns me off. You know, I, I just want to mute her and look at her. But, uh, yeah. you know, in this movie, I thought she was I want great. to mute her and do something else to her. Well, Yeah. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it's definitely a must-see, especially people that love food. I mean, another thing. See, I keep remembering. When the guy was in his restaurant after he walked out and he was cooking all that food in his kitchen, did you think he was going to pack it up in his car and bring I, it there or invite him yeah, to the Because he had it on a cutting board. I thought he was going to do it, right? I thought he was going to bring I, it into him. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually thought maybe that he'd call, tweet the guy and say, 
come to my apartment here and you'll right. have some real food. Right, right, right. See, I, what made me think he was bringing it is he had it on a cutting board like he was going to take that whole board to him and right. you throw it at him kind of. But I thought, but I also thought Oliver Platt played a good role too. Oh, he's great. You know, I thought Oliver Platt, you know, not a long time in the movie, but he played a good critic. Yeah, he had a lot. Like Dustin Hoffman was phenomenal, and he was in a bit part. Scarlett Johansson wasn't in that much. Yep. But she was playing Christina Ricci, playing (laughs) a hostess. (laughs) I don't know, but when she's sitting up on the bed and uh, you know, waiting for for all those pasta with the fork, she was like, she was it was wet. Call me crazy, but it was tough. It was tough to watch it. <laughs> I love you, Theo. <laughs> so, listen, I brought in some wine, some California wine tonight. I want to tell you guys about it because I think it's real interesting. All right, cool. So, the, the yeah, wine is from a, a, a vineyard called Blackbird Vineyard. In, uh, Did you ask that, that, is it stuff that you poured me earlier? Yeah, yeah. So, it's from Blackbird Vineyards in Napa. And uh, out of a side note, my uh, my mom and my sister are out in Napa right now, bouncing oh, around. Nice. And Clem, I was thinking of you today. I texted oh. them the uh, I texted them the uh, the uh, address so that they could listen to the show because you know where they had lunch today, Coppola's Vineyard. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They sent me a picture from Francis Francis Ford nice. Coppola's Vineyard, and uh, throughout the vineyard, there's pictures of all the movies and things like that. I was thinking of Clem, and uh, and he's got good wines as well. But this particular wine, which which has nothing is to do like with it. Is that like a musical scale with a song on that's it? That's it. So it's called Blackbird Vineyards. And uh, on the label, Black I see Bird Blackbird Vineyard. sitting on five what look like telephone lines, right? Very cool. It's guitar yeah. string. And those are the notes. Uh, Blackbird Vineyards. Uh, interesting cool label. label, yeah. 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 So that is pretty wild. I think friend, the label is honestly better than the wine. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. My friend Victoria. Uh, from Blackbird Vineyards gave us the bottle, and uh, I took the bottle not because I thought her wine was great, because I thought the label was phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, she actually uh, has some other wines that are a little bit better, but this one is, is good, and I think it's the most unique label I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I uh, I was going to invent the wine with Indigata Vida, but I didn't have enough money. <laughs> I personally like songs on a 12-string, but there wasn't enough paper on the front of the floor. We got a phone call. It's a long-lost uh, listener, Artie. Yo. Well, what's going on, Artie? You don't call us no more. You're right. Listen, I've been sick. I just got out of the hospital today. What's the matter? No, I had a, I had a kidney infection. Everything okay now? You're all right. Yeah, everything's good. They cleared me to go home. Audie, tell me how was the food. How was the food in the hospital? <laughs> hey, done. I was looking forward to food. Is that why you called? Did they take your kidneys out of your head? No. Audie, Audie, you like kidney beans? I love them. You know, in the possible. I love them. How you feeling, buddy? Kidney beans, definitely. Love them. Oh. So what's the top five tonight? Top five is is your top five things you like to throw on the grill that's not meat. Uh, and, kidney, I like kidneys and won't cause kidney, kidney infection. <laughs> how, how about some kidney like, beans with peanut butter and jelly? Oh, hey, yeah, there you go. Hey, now you're talking. Uh, and what's the food fight? Food fight is charcoal versus gas grill. Which one did you use in the hospital? You know what? I like the gas grill better. I mean to, uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. You, you know why? Because when I'm done, when I'm done with the charcoal, all your clothes and everything smell. 
you should try coming into the studio here with the fucking cigars <laughs> and the fucking cigarettes. How, oh, how, how about you? You went in for a kidney like infection. I'm, I'm going in for cancer after this. <laughs> Listen, as soon as my back gets better, I got to go for physical therapy for like three weeks. I'm coming in the studio with you guys. Excellent. All right, there you go. I'm going to bring some good food in. That's what we're talking about. Well, since you picked uh, Gas Grill, uh, Gas Grill took it today. Yeah. Yeah, Gas Grill, yeah. Let's be honest. America is all about convenience. There's a fucking 7-Eleven and a fucking CVS on every corner. Convenience is all about gas grill. And the weird thing is that they sell charcoal, but there's always dust on the bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. And they sell charcoal grills. Uh, it's a shame. Yeah. But I'm not going to take anything away from Weber, one of the great American designers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got all my people. Friends. A lot of people. And the fact like is, I don't know if they're made in America, but can somebody tell me, are Weber grills made in America? I don't know, but I remember you. I don't know right why you ain't Googling that right now. We got, right now. We got two minutes and a couple of seconds yeah. left here, so let's. Uh, we were in um, Florida once with uh, Chris's uncle who worked at Charbroil. That's Remember right. That? Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get ready to wrap it up. Let's, uh, Artie, we love you. We hope you feel right, better. I'll, 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 talk, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, but I'll, I'll talk to you on Facebook before that. Uh, we like to thank you. I know. Everybody the tonight. Rangers win. The yeah. Rangers win. Cocksucker starts fucking. He starts tagging me and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why well, we I, love you, Artie. Clem, All right. I'm, Clem, I'm happy to tell you yeah. that Weber grills have been made in the U.S. since 
everyone likes data because when you have more data, you have more freedom. Freedom to do whatever. That's why AT&T is offering you 15 gigabytes for 100 bucks plus $15 for each line. Because the more data you have, the more freedom you can enjoy. Freedom to post more memories, download more fun, and share what matters most with who matters most. 15 gigs of data for 100 bucks plus $15 for each line at AT&T. What more could you want? I sure can't think of anything. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Come in now and get the all-new LG V10, designed to capture, edit, and share high-quality video. Pricing is monthly for service on smartphones on AT&T Next. Other pricing options available over each monthly and other charges and restrictions apply. See a store for details.